0: Ah, oh, dude, victory laps uh, are something that I enjoy. Don't do very many of them, but um, let's start, man. Let's do let's it. Let's start. So,
1: it was pretty controversial when we said that J Dub was better than um, Ant. Oh my gosh! <laughs> do you remember getting blown up for that?
0: <laughs> I think uh, inside of the Oklahoma City Thunder community, I think I was called a moron, and yeah, Our the takes community. have to be the worst takes ever because yeah. of it. So, yeah. I mean. I suffered because of it, no doubt. Okay, but anyway, um, how do you feel about that now? I listen. I I will say this a hundred times: is that I, I believe in Sam Presti more than I believe in the Timberwolves. And if you're an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, you're with there, right there with me. What's up, Devin? Um, What's you're up, right there with me. You understand what I'm saying. Um, so if Sam Presti drafted J Dub. Upside. I got it. I got yeah, to go with it, man. J-Dub is, in my, my opinion, one of those guys that we have no idea how good he's going to be. We can sit here, we can predict. Um, but I can tell you this is that I've looked at the numbers in the first four years of, of you know, Ant's play. And I got to say, I, I'm more impressed with J-Dub's first of his, his first two years than I am with Ant. Even though Ant and him are the same age, um, I think a lot of maturity has to come with that. And we all know we all know that late bloomers sometimes start off ugly, but by the time they're done, they're gorgeous. And yeah. I mean, like J Dub's six inches or five inches that he grew. You know what I'm saying? Like that—that that was a last minute thing. So for me, it's just about growing into his body. So when push comes to shove, am I going to, you know, pick Ant over J Dub? Hell no. I would. Let me
1: ask you this: Who would you rather uh, shoot a three?
0: Oh, I mean, we're talking about one of the most efficient players in the league right now.
1: Okay, is J. Would you rather you know, like, play
0: a def- defense? Um, you know, Ant's defense, I have to say, this is incredibly physical. Whereas J. Dub's defense but you're, but you're is talking about one of those tep- Yeah, but you're talking you're talking about a, 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 a Ant plays a guard position defender incredibly well, right? He doesn't play the small forward very well. He plays him physical, but he doesn't play him really well. But J. Dub, he plays one through four better than anybody else I've seen in a long time. Like there's a couple guys in the league that are able to play one through four like he does. Um, but not not to the consistency level that J Dub is is able to do so. So when you're talking about um style of defense, like um Ant is way more physical. He's gonna be, you know, one of those guys that's gonna wear you down throughout a game. Um but J one of those guys that's gonna frustrate you to no no end. So you know, pick your poison. Like sometimes a, a player uh that uh um, Ant is defending is just gonna go off and just score a shit ton. And other times that that player he's defending is, isn't gonna be able to handle that that physical play. And it's you know, vice versa with J Dub. So it's just it's just a coin flip on who's gonna be more valuable in what game. And that's nice. the thing. And that's the thing is Ant is being paid two hundred and something million dollars for his work. And you gotta sit there and say, Whoo, this is a true like Conversation now. This is a true conversation. Like, like for the first time, we're not the only ones saying it.
1: So, who would you rather shoot free throws at the end of the game?
0: <laughs> dude, J Dub hit his. That's J Dub hit his. I mean, like, like that's that's that. Like, and, and especially after all this bitching oh and my moaning God, dude. and complaining that that ant has been like, you just can't touch Shay when he gets to the lane, you are oh automatic my foul. And like this is what's crazy about this, right? I I don't know the exact number, bro. I don't know the exact number. But Shea has shot 26 or 27 free throws in the three games against them. Ant shot 29. So Ant shot more free throws than, than Shea, yet Ant is sitting there complaining. And let me tell you this. Why does that happen? It's because when the IQ for the game isn't up to par, you sit there and complain about something that you shouldn't be complaining about.
1: With IQ, bro.
0: Well, hey, what else do you say? Like, why would you complain about the free throws when you've shot more free throws than him? Like, why? Why? Let me tell you why. It's because you're not looking at the game and saying anything else. Like, Shay's just a better player than I am. He yep. just kicks my ass every single time we play him. So he's basically like, He just destroys me as a man. Like, that's that's what happens. All right? Stop talking about the fucking free throws, man. You got one that plays the game
1: with pure, pure, silky smooth freshness, baby. You got Passion, one bro. that tries to play like a bowl in a vagina closet, dude. And like, I'm not saying which one is which, but I think you can tell. You know what I mean? I get it. You know, Steven had some nice things to say. You know, Ant's got a good body. Got a real good body. Nice body. He really liked that body. Oh, but Shay doesn't bro. have that body, bro. She's not She's not fit like Aunt Dave. How much does that matter to you, Dave?
0: I just gotta, I gotta say this is that the he's new NBA is designed to protect mm-hmm. these slender, thinner guys. He's got that body. If Ant wants to be that physical, crazy, psychotic defender out there, right? By all means, you can be, but he's gonna spend a lot of time with the suspension. Because you can't be physical in that aspect anymore. Like some guy goes up for a a, a layup or a dunk and Ant's going to come over and try to body him up and throw him to the ground. Like that shit's not okay anymore. So the physical aspect of what Ant's defensive game is and his offensive game is, it works to a certain extent. And you know what's crazy about it is that outside of Cat, that entire team is built with that type of mentality. Like how close are they to always being able to foul out so quickly? you know, like it goes, boom, free throws in the first two minutes of the, the, you know, a quarter, Yeah, you know, why? Because they can't help themselves. You know, yes, they have cool pieces. They have nice pieces, but they're one break, one psychotic break, you know, whatever you want to call it. Like when you're playing in an 82 game season, there's going to be people that have psychotic, psychotic breaks, and there's going to be coaches that have psychotic breaks on their players. And there's going to be this and that on coaches and, 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 you have to have an organization that's designed to protect the players, the coaches, the GMs, and everybody else like that. And I feel like the Timberwolves organization has been just And the Thunder organization has been properly done. So the course of what's happening with the Oklahoma City Thunder, you got to stop and say, is it more healthy to play in the Oklahoma City Thunder organization? Yes. Are you going to be able to play an entire season without being injured? Possibly. If you don't have a freak injury, yes. You know, are you going to be able to get three or four extra years of playing because the Thunder are going to take care of you every single season? Yes. And on top of that, all I have to do is go play basketball. You know, think about all the shit that Ant's been in and in trouble and saying stuff. And like, like he got in trouble for, you know, uh, making a gay comment, you know, like he, he, like he's been in trouble enough times now that you got to stop and you got to wonder, you know, like, would you rather... Somebody that's what we would consider, you know, a prima donna head case. Or would you rather somebody that has major swagger that knows how to handle his shit and can shoot the ball like nobody's business? You know, Tell me who you rather. One thing people didn't mention, I I
1: heard anyway last night, was didn't we see this all play out in in FIBA?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, like we we talked about during FIBA. Like we were talking about in the Australian game when we were getting live on,
1: you know. We're watching the game for the um, bronze medal, right? We get to see Shea go against Ant. I mean, wasn't this pretty much the conclusion
0: there too? Like yep. we're like, But what Anne... what's what's been what's been the key factor in these games? In the Canada game, who did Ant have to go against?
1: There's Shay, bro. Dort.
0: Man. He had to play against Dort, a physical defender that's in your face, yes, a little bit smaller, but hmm. somebody that you can't fucking push around. Right, and then again, last night. I mean, yes, you had the other finesse play when Dort came out of the game, and you saw Case and Wallace in the game, and you saw that. But I don't think it's a coincidence that you know Dort got a rest just before this game, because he knew, coach knew how physical it was going to be, how hard it was going to be. So you for know me, funny, this is, you this know what's is, all, all a mind game at this moment. What's
1: the Wolves' like answer for Dort? They throw Shea's little cousin on him. I know. He's dude. been punking since he was a kid, bro.
0: They're like, oh yeah, you're
1: the best guy. <laughs> Look, I love I forgot you, Alexander my better cousin. My bad, my bad, I cousin. I, I should have done that to you. Our secret Shay stopper is his little brother. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Could you imagine, Dave, if like we were playing against each other in high school and they sent me out to guard you because I was the one who's best suited to guard you? You'd be nah, like, dude. I've been picking on you, like. Do you it. have any guys? Just just for the record, I'll, I'll put this on record. Do you have any points that I ever scored on Dave when we were playing one on one? Seven, okay. <laughs> no, and they dude. weren't all no, in the same more. game, dude.
0: No, they weren't no, all in scored the same way game, more,
1: dude. Dude, you wouldn't even give me a bucket, bro. That's what no, I'm just dude. saying about Shea and Nikhil Alexander Walker. Like, I bet he scored on him so few times. Like no, you're right. And, and he scores on Shay scores on him every time when they play because yeah. he knows how. He, and it's like, oh, now now he's gonna play really intense. Oh, yeah. here comes the intense version of Dekele Alexander Walker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Shay, it's Shay. We had one minute seventeen seconds. Shea's bringing up the ball. I mean, he's got a good defender on him. He doesn't got a Ch- trump defender on him. It was either I think it was Chase or it was Daniels or. Um, like, I yeah, McDonald's whatever right? whatever. It was goes those... that deep step back, bro. Dude. And he goes straight the deep step back, dude. and it was just like it was slow motion. You can watch it a hundred times, and so silky smooth. And it was just like Shay's, like, okay, I'm done playing, game over. You know, like, like we've seen this happen before with Shay, but like, like Shay was like, I feel like was like just tooling with him, like, you know, like here's a little bit of bread, you know, here's here's some fishies, here you go, some wolf. Here, have some have some of this, some meat, wolves. There you go. And then <laughs> I'm gonna rip that back from you, motherfucker, and I'm taking that. And that's what he did. He just like at the end of the game, like it was just like so incredibly smooth. He just decided, like, I'm just done playing this game. Game over. Dude. And it was sick, bro.
1: It was sick. And it was it was a deficit. And they talk about this a lot. Our third quarter, second half of third quarters, they're atrocious right now. Hmm. And Coach is, is trying to figure this out just as much as we are, but earlier in the season, it was the first quarter. Earlier yeah. in the season, it was the the beginning of the fourth quarter. That was mm-hmm. really a struggle for us when Shea was first oh, yeah. sitting.
0: Both of those times. Shada was learning his, his role at that point. You, know? it you, took know, you look point at our strongest
1: two points in a game right now, Dave. We are smashing in the first quarter, and we're coming out and we're smashing in the beginning of the fourth quarter. And it's giving Shea what he needs, but there are moments in between where, like, hey, we got to figure this out, and this is going to go sure. back and forth. It's never going to be like, oh, you have all four quarters figured out, because teams will figure out stuff. One of the things it's teams that have figured different out different matchups is zones. They figured yeah. out that if you put a team in a really, really solid two three, that that two three can force us into shooting a lot of jumpers in places that we're not comfortable because the length of the two three can create all sorts of issues and sure. one thing that i've noticed is like we've really found a coach who can coach x's and o's into uh successful environments of that but sure since one well, team what, had what success it, it became really a trend to guard us with you know throw a sure. couple defenses but sh- show them that two three anytime that you're in these certain moments like but what is it dave tell me
0: well, when when Coach sees this two three zone that he does, they, the co- other teams are doing, and they're putting it on it, you know, trying to clog up the, the lane. Coach puts out there an extra shooter, and he causes the teams to go into a four one zone. And we've all know in the four one zone, you can guard the middle, mm-hmm. or you, can but guard you can't the top guard the, of the corners
1: key. really either. Too, you can't really yeah, reach and
0: them. you have a hard time like, and and that's what Coach does. He spreads the zone so thin, right, that at that point. They want to double team Shea, they're leaving the lane open. But here's so we the thing: see I'd all these say guys too. cutting, we see these guys going back door, we're seeing all this like just but IQ knowledge. Here's that's the IQ happening. thing:
1: Michich. When they go zone, he goes mm-hmm.
0: Michich. it's not like oh, yeah. every
1: single time, like, no. but whenever Shea's not in the game and they're sitting back in this type of zone, because Shea can penetrate through zone, that's not really a problem oh, yeah. for him. Um, he, but here's what he needs for it to happen: the ball needs to be moving from side to side. If the ball is stagnating on one side, there's really not any player that can, you know, penetrate against a a zone when it's stagnated. Like Hmm. James Harden in his prime could do it, but he's not that level anymore. And here's what I want to go back to, though. But Steph Curry could do it in his way because he could stretch it, right? Sure. And that's where the rules have changed, bro. You were saying that the game is better for slender guards. Think about the calls that Russ didn't get and Steph did why Mm -hmm. because the way they officiate the game and they actually encourage to the players to be more slender and take more impact when you get contacted right so i think it all relates into this whole like we're watching like the last 20 years of basketball kind of play out because you know lebron steph like these different versions and Mm -hmm. now we're watching ant go against sga and Mm -hmm. yeah Aunt can bitch and moan all he wants bro but the reality is when the refs go look at the tape they will by the way they'll they'll see if they're right they're not going to agree with him and they're going to get harder
0: they're
1: going to get yeah. harder and
0: i think yeah. this is all related oh yeah it's you know and and when we see zones and we're going to see a lot of these zones throughout this time you see josh get to get you know put out there and you see josh get to go into the corner um i think that's a really great pra- place for him when a zone comes out um, and the reason is, is because Josh is afraid to shoot the ball and he's going to find a wide open person, um, whether it's cutting back door, but watch when teams go into their zones, what coach D does. And when coach D set, recognizes what's going on and, and how to beat that zone, it doesn't take him long. Sometimes it's Jay will sometimes it's Isaiah Joe, you know, um, sometimes it's case and Wallace. Um, but it's one of those guys. And the one thing I love that he does, too, is that when, he's, when you know when he's trying to figure it out, you know why? It's because he sticks Lindy Waters out there. Yeah. Lindy Waters is like the test, the test guy. What is he going to be able to do, create? What is he going to be able to do? You know, if he can do this, then I know that Isaiah Joe's going to be very successful. I know this person's going to be very successful. I know that well, I'll be able to go to this offense and be successful. And I love it, dude. I, I love how he uses... Lindy Waters in that aspect because he's such a great role player that that you don't need a lot of time with him on the floor to recognize where what needs to happen, where to go. And he does that with Kenny Hustle. He does that with a lot of guys. Um, but my I love it when he does that with Lindy Waters. You know, and
1: and sticking with the zone conversation, right? Like a lot of teams aren't used to playing zone because most teams don't demand a zone. And a lot Mm. of teams are refuse to go to a zone in a lot of cases, although it's very normal for teams to do it, which is a new trend over the last, like, you know, since they reintroduced his zone defense, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, it wasn't immediately caught on um, or picked up by a lot of teams. It was, it's been popularized now by, I think guys like mm-hmm. Nick Nurse and stuff like that. But when a team it wasn't that, right away, for sure. When teams go into zones, I mean, yeah. Spolstra was really early to do it too, but when teams go into zones and they're not used to it, they have a tendency to do one thing, which is reach. And yeah. if you're in a zone, you have to be able to get to the position, and that's hmm. where Shea can just carve teams up. That's why J Dub is right. so good when Giddy's out on the court. That's why Chet can pop and really stretch that defense. And if teams hmm. refuse to send somebody out to him early, like I, I one thing that's interesting about Chet's shot is I saw him shoot one after the buzzer at the end of the first quarter, I think, and sure. he knocked it down. But I kind of watched the rate of which he shot it, and He really needs a second to get that thing off. Like it's there's there's a bit of a long wind up for that thing. It it will come down with time. But I would say when a zone gives him his full time to wind up on that three, he's going to knock it down 45 percent of the time. It's going to be higher than his 39 percent average or whatever right now. And if he if they rush him by making sure somebody's always within arm's reach who can just Put a hand in his face and reach at the ball, just do anything to disrupt his flow, it's he's probably gonna shoot closer to 25%. We'll call that the victim of mm-hmm. Miami shooting. Okay. Sure. So it's kinda like, you know, I like he's, that. Yeah, I exactly. Um, so my point anyway, I can't even remember my point, Dave. You take it from here.
0: <laughs> but I, I think I think you're on the right path with that. And I think when you look at um, a shooter like like Shay and you see that Shay, Dort, um, these guys that take a little bit longer for their sh- shot, right? When they're in rhythm. Why do I like that? Is because how many times do you see a flyby happen? Yeah. All
1: Most. The time. yeah, How many
0: times do those flybys consist of somebody hitting somebody, somebody running into somebody, somebody getting underneath the feet? I would say one out of seven or eight times. yeah, you know, like like that matters. Right? Like those are the little things. It's just the tiny little things that that matter in games like that because it's gonna take once or twice that a player does that and then all of a sudden he's in foul trouble. Coach is mad at him, he's off his game now. You know, like it's it's the little things that I see Coach C teaching these guys that that are slight like um I, I call it high IQ, but it's more of like how can I like get in your brain? How can I get in your brain and like I don't know, put babies in there. And just let those babies create havoc in your brain and then just walk away. And then for the next like, you know, 48 minutes, you're a total bitch to the, the system. And I think that's what we're seeing this whole thing happen. The Oklahoma City Thunder is that like, you don't even know, like it, we're, we're reading some of these comments right here. They're always like, listen, the Oklahoma City Thunder is so good that when we're done with the game, they sit there and they're like, the team that we just played is like, we should have won that game. We should not have let that team beat us. They can't beat us in a in a playoff series. And everybody says that, but we're so good. They can't even recognize that in a four-game series against the Minnesota Timberwolves, we would go maybe into five games. Yeah. It really wouldn't get to six, Dave. It wouldn't. It wouldn't wouldn't. maybe Maybe it would get to six, but it would only get to six if one of our guys got injured.
1: It wouldn't you know, like the Timberwolves,
0: dude. They wouldn't get to six. And that's the thing about it, and is that like 96. that's how good this team is, is that everybody else that doesn't know hoops very well is sitting there going, maybe not they're in a, a, a playoff better game team. series. They're just but a better team. Oklahoma City Thunder, man. Like that's that's it, bro. That's dude, it. So that's where everybody else is is trying to catch on. Are you it's sure? It's already too late. We already got the players. We are got sure? the draft picks. It's over.
1: Are you sure it's just not the rest, you know? Being sensitive and calling too many for shay. All
0: right. You sure about that, Dave? I've gone back. All right. I want to I be clear on this. All right. I went back. Are we better or is it just that the refs are calling too games. many? 10 games. Yeah. The most complaining that I've heard in 10 games. And I went back and watched his free throws in those 10 games. Right. And every single time he gets to the lane, it's undeniable. Like, there is a physical contact of somebody pushing him, somebody slapping him, somebody hitting him. Like, it's so undeniable that not once have I seen a coach challenge it. Think about that. Mm-hmm. And of all the free throws that Shea has taken this season, I don't remember one time where Shea has gotten up that they've challenged. And, and, and the aspect of that, the the recognition of that, it's like, the coaches, they're going to complain about it. Like, what the fuck is this issue down there? You could have call that, right? But they aren't going to complain about the call that is just made because they're not going to use their challenge, challenge on it. On the because they know it's right. They're just going to complain about it because they can. You know, Coach T is sitting there and getting technical and back-to-back games, right?
1: hmm You know, good.
0: How about but Chris yeah. Finch wasting his challenge,
1: but coach waits for that chat block? Well, it was, it was perfect.
0: I like, mean, what, complain but, about but that. There's So much what, more. What's is, that? Well, let me, just, let me just throw this out here: is Every single time that um, there's a moment that there's a foul call, I want everybody. This is your guys' homework. You ready for this, guys? Mm-hmm. I want everybody to watch what we do after the whistle's blown. The play's not dead. The play is not dead. We go get the ball. Why? Because every foul and every play like that is a challengeable call. And they all know it. They all know it. So they go get the ball because then it's nobody jump ball. It's, it's 100% our ball if we challenge, challenge it. The, the hmm. rest of the NBA doesn't even, it hasn't even caught up to that. Like how many times have we seen a challenge that it wouldn't be of our ball this season by coach? Maybe twice or three times but it would be like Chet versus I don't know like uh, Patrick Beverly in the jump. You know what I'm saying? Like it was it was a massive mismatch in the jump. So like again, we've seen coach challenge in the jump, but it's not been normal. So it's what our players do after the the whistle's been blown. We keep going at it. We don't stop. We want it. We're hungry. Yeah. We
1: are, dude. And Last night, dude, we had a badass party watching the game. Yes, dude. It was Being so much fun. Being live
0: again. Yeah. Unk, so good to have you there too, man. Unk called the show right after we were done. Hell yeah, dude. It was great.
1: It was so much fun, dude. Unk, jump on during halftime next time we're on. Hey, Love no, what I was going to say
0: is that we, I want to open up after we end the call. I'm going to open it up to anybody. So if we're in live and you want to join us to just talk the shit after we end the call, and the podcast, I want you guys on to talk it. Because just talking to Unc after last night, we were all so pumped. Like, we were it jacked up. So I want to be out, able man. to open we that up again because that was great. it was
1: great. It was the best time, dude. It was um, weird. It was fucking Strange. hilarious. We talked about things that we wouldn't normally talk about. But in the end, um, Sammy Dog, you know what's up. So we'll, we'll, we'll roll
0: with you anytime, anytime right. too cool. You got it. I want to throw this in here um, okay. in the comments, guys. Day mom. All right. Um, Day mom's one of our daily listeners. Um, she needs some help with a Jersey, a medium city edition. Um, I'm going to let her put a, her uh, the information that she needs uh, in Australia. You're not allowed or somehow they can't get the Jersey there. So, if we have Australian, even Australian friends that know a system around the system, uh, throw the information in there. Day Mom definitely needs that information. Um, we want to help her out get a jersey that she needs in Australia. So, let's help her out. And if I need to, I will be figuring that one out too. But I'm pretty sure we got some pretty smart dudes in there that will know exactly how to get that jersey for her. Boom. And Dave, so.
1: thank you for everything. Thank you, Bluegill. We appreciate you yes. guys and yes, we will see you next time. We love you.